You are listening to Mommying While Muslim Podcast, where hosts Uzma and Zeba share their personal stories of mommying in a post-9-11 world. This podcast is designed with the Muslim American mom in mind, so grab a cup of coffee and pull up to their table. Assalamu everyone. Welcome to another episode of Mommying While Muslim Podcast. This is Uzma Jaffrey. And this is Zeba Hassan. I feel like I haven't been here or seen you I know. in like a gazillion years. So I definitely apologize to everybody for that. Um, and so tell me how your Eid was, like Eid Mubarak. Like I saw pictures and I was super excited for you. It seems like you had a good time back in H-Town. Yeah, yeah. No, it's um, – I was talking to our guest earlier today and it was like three generations of family under one roof. Oh, and it was so nice because we kept like breaking apart and like, you know, doing our own thing, but then coming together. And you know how it is when the older generation like shares stories, like sometimes about um, stuff that we don't know about ourselves or like family secrets. And it's always like the dirty family secrets or gossip that comes out. So that was really nice. And what's interesting is like you hear about Thanksgiving and Christmas and how there's a lot of fighting and people fighting Mm -hmm. at the holidays. I've never experienced that at family Eids. So it's like, I I don't even know what that's like. There's no crazy uncles, even though there are crazy uncles, um, usually it's crazy aunties, right? But you don't have that fighting and that kind of chip on your shoulder because Eid is just such a happy occasion, subhanAllah, despite the fact that so many people I know did not get to their Hajj this year because of all of the crap Mm -hmm. that went on with the Saudi ministry this year. So I had a great time. Tell me about your Eid because it came right on the tail of this fabulous trip that you just took and catch the audience up on how that went. So, you know, my Eid is always lonely because we don't ever have family. So we definitely do not have the same experience with Eid as like you guys have because we're by ourselves um, and we don't really we're not really a part of any particular um, community. So it's just the six of us doing our thing and trying to make it as fun as possible. But inshallah, one day um, I always joke because I, I think a lot of people just assume that they're like, oh, you probably are invited to so many different. And as I've said before, I'm mm-hmm. never invited. <laughs> um, and it's and we don't have family that lives with us. So for us, we ha- we do not have the traditional, even though we're obviously born Muslim and second, third generation Muslim, we don't have the same experiences for Eid. So it is a definitely a lonely uh, experience for us. But I did just come back from Spain. Um, I will be writing about it for Hot Hijab. So I'll, I'll put a little bit more um, detail. So for people that didn't know, I went on the Modest Fitness Retreat. Um, I never, I did not get my luggage. I still do not have my luggage. <laughs> so I literally had the clothes on my back. Um, one pair, one package of underwear that I got from H and M cause we thank had like God. 10 minutes. Um, thank <laughs> God for the underwear because I do have to say no toiletries, nothing. Um, and one pair of pajamas for the entire time we it's were there. Life. So I would literally wash my clothes in the sink, um, hang it up, go out in the morning, grab the dry clothes. So it was truly a back to, um, reality, um, back to the basics. Um, and of course, I went there to um, to deal with my own concept of generational trauma, which I have started to write about for Hot Hijab, and I'm chronicle- I'm chronicling it for them and for myself as a form of journaling. So um, it was it, it was an amazing experience from that perspective. I do wish, you know, British Airways, I'm calling you out right now, they are on strike, <laughs> and they've been on strike, and they still don't know where my freaking luggage is. Um, um, but at this point, you know, I always joke that I'm one of those that 
plan for the catastrophe, but maybe this is what God needed from me to like put me down to the basics and realize in 110 degree weather, no deodorant, no makeup, (laughs) no hairbrush. I survived and I got out of the trip what I went into the trip for. So from that perspective, it was extremely a blessed experience. And I have absolutely nothing, um, nothing to complain about. So I'm glad to be here, which is why I've been MIA. So thank you, Uzma, for holding on the fort, even though you had COVID at one point, which I, <laughs> I, I'm so sorry for that. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited to kind of get caught up. I had to listen to some of the, listen to the podcast for the first you time. You listened to the time. podcast? I oh did, my just to get Look caught up. Um, and, the, and I do have to say it was really cute. Um, I was in Granada outside of the masjid there. And I was chit-chatting with a group of ladies that I was with and some, but a family walked by and they, she walked, came back to me and she was like, your voice sounds familiar. <laughs> and I was like, that's weird. And she happened to be from, you know, the DMV area, which is where I'm from. And Super she was a listener of the podcast. And she was like, oh my God, can I get a picture? And I, I felt famous for like a second in Granada, Spain. Yes. That minutes. somebody, you know, cause I don't, I don't, I'm not on social media. I don't follow anything. So like, I just don't even know what the heck um, is going on, which is why this month is so, so great. You know, cause we had, I think last week, like a cross country influencer mom to a mom that's all about inspirational content. And I'm going to be so excited to get caught up on that. We are so happy to have on today an audience favorite called Honestly Aisha. Aisha is best known for her online courses and party planning business and now for sharing how she does it all. And we want to get to know her because, you know, I need to get caught up and brought up to speed. So Aisha, thank you so much for being here. Um, and thank you for joining us on Mommy Wall Muslim. Assalamu alaikum. Thank you so much for having me. It's awesome to be here. So for those of our audience members who haven't heard of you, who like Zeba, avoid social media like the plague, tell them a little bit about your influencer journey. Are we allowed to call you influencers also? We need to ask because, you know, our VA was like, you need to ask people if they want to be called influencers. I was like, why? I thought it was a good thing. Yeah. Um, Yeah, for sure. It's totally okay. Um, Yeah, my journey really started as, you know, beginning of motherhood, really. Um, Mm -hmm. And Hunt and I have been doing it for nine years now, on and off. Um, And now I'm just kind of getting into it a little bit more because my kids are getting older and I have more time to create content. And most of the time, my content comes from a place where they are like my, my interests, my hobbies, they're things that I love. Um, I really try to avoid doing paid sponsorships because I want my content to be genuine. I want it to come from a place where people can relate to it as much as possible. And, and the hemp and I just like to always renew my intention whenever I'm on this platform, because it can get overwhelming. There's a lot of people that come to social media to kind of, you know, get away from everyday stresses, um, in life. And so, you know, I just, I, I try to have a good balance of keeping it real Um, but also, um, bringing my faith into it, which is a really huge part of my life. And I'm kind of rediscovering my faith all over again, um, as an adult. So alhamdulillah, and I, I do run a zoom business, um, that I started in 2020. I'm a teacher at heart. So I've been a teacher for 10 years now. Um, so during COVID I quit my job, my full-time job, and I started online classes 
And I started teaching pre-K classes because that was what my daughter was at the time she was in pre-K. And, um, yeah, I didn't think it was going to be anything. Honestly, I created a curriculum for my daughter. And then all of a sudden, everybody was messaging me. I want to enroll. I want to enroll. And I was like, okay. And alhamdulillah, two years going into it, we started in Arabic, Arabic classes. We started Quran classes who I hired under my wing. Um, and it's been quite a journey. It's been really amazing. And every time I think about um, going and doing something else like full time, there's just something about like connecting with my students online and being able to provide the service for kids all across, you know, the U S. So, and let's not downplay the whole being a mom boss part about it. Like, like running your own (laughs) business, there's like a whole nother level of empowerment and like, go me, you know, that we feel (laughs) and it's okay. You know, subhanAllah, I feel like it's in our, it's in our Muslim tradition also to be mompreneurs, you know, because yeah, our, our first mother, you know, well, not almost our first mother, but our first mother in Islam, Khadija radiallahu anha, hello, the most powerful, richest woman in Mecca. Like, yeah, we all should want to be like her. And if our happiness from our online businesses or whatever we're creating comes from that, it is okay to say, yeah, I am proud Absolutely. to be rich. You know, <laughs> I am proud to be my own boss. So that's awesome. Absolutely. So we like to kick off the podcast by asking um, a little bit about your mom's story, whatever you're comfortable sharing about your kids and your momming philosophy. Yes. Um, So yeah, I'm a mom to two kids. I have a nine and a half year old and a six, a nine and a half year old boy and a six, a six year old daughter. She just turned six in May. Um, And my mom philosophy is just take it day by day. Every day is different. Every year is extremely different. Every season of your life as a mother is going to be different. There's people that ask me, how do you do it all? And I'm like, you know what? We all go through such different seasons in our life as a mother. Right now, you may have a newborn and you can't do as much as someone else that's, you know, posting on social media or traveling or doing all of these things. So you kind of have to live in your season and understand that, you know, you'll get to that point where you're able to do other things. Um, and you just have to motivate yourself. Honestly, it's, it's really, it's, and it's, 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 it's hard. It's never going to be easy. And that's what I tell mothers. I'm like, every year comes with its challenges. I'm like, Oh, I have a nine and a half year old. And I'm like, all the challenges that I have to deal with, with this age is so different from like taking care of a baby and playing with them and a nap schedule, you know, and I'm sure you can relate Uzma, um, and, um, and Zaiba too. Right. So, um, so it was just, mine it's, are it's, a lot older, so I so can't you've gone through anymore. it all. <laughs> yeah. I was like, my She's youngest is nine and a half. Um, and I just, I was just saying my oldest is going to be 19. That's so amazing. for me, um, I just, I don't remember that, but I remember being feeling like I was walking through molasses as that I remember feelings, right? I don't necessarily remember the day to day. And that's the true thing. When you talk about, you know, phases of life, like you'll get through it and you'll look back at it. And I'm, I was telling Uzma, I was literally dropping my oldest. We did some legal stuff. He's about to go to college and, and I'm sitting there. Like I still see his baby. He's six, three, mashallah, but I still (laughs) see his baby face. And I, and I still remember the other day he had me put a bandaid on his knee and I looked at him. I'm like, do you remember when you fell and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, 
what no. the hell is wrong with you, mom? <laughs> like, I don't know. But we remember those feelings, yeah. right? And those emotions. And, and I, and tell moms all the time, don't just embrace it. The yeah. good, the bad, the ugly, let yourself feel it because one day you'll be looking at an empty room Yeah, and I'm trying not to cry. Oh even God. just talking about it as we're packing up a Stop. room. You're I'm making like, me cry. Shut up. <laughs> so I'm going to let that out. So I love that you already, but it took me almost two decades of parenthood to get to that. The fact that you already have that and you're enjoying and you're embracing it. Mashallah is a, a testament to who you are as a person. I don't know you very well, but that's a beautiful lesson to kind of, uh, to give to other people. Yeah, for sure. And, and I, I love, love that story. The, oh, the Band-Aid story. Yeah. I, yeah. I love, I love your philosophy on that because it's, it's so true. And I, and I, and I read some, I read a quote that was like, you only have 18 summers with your kids. Mm-hmm. And it really kind of like, when I read that, it hit me hard. Right. It really and does. I was like, Oh my goodness. I have eight summers left with my son essentially. Oh, and that really kind of put things him. into perspective for me because, yeah. and I think, I think that's where social media comes into play because, you know, it's like I read all of these things and we have kind of the tools and the knowledge that 10 years ago we truly didn't. So you can use social media for so many, so many good things if you're looking Mm -hmm. for those good things. So social media can be used for a tool because I'm, because it really, and then you relate to mothers and you you talk about these topics that, you know, maybe 10 years ago was more of a lonely journey for you. Yeah. Yeah. The lonely journey really hits home for all of us. In bite size, easy to grasp pieces, right? Like, because we as moms are so busy and crazy. And like, if you're wearing a mom, you're wearing all these hats. But the fact that you're like, okay, in, in five minute segments, how much information can I get? Yeah. As you're scrolling through, that's that's a good way to use social media. Yeah, for sure. And I, and I think at that, and I think it's also like. Um, it, Exactly. It's kind of just finding the right people and balancing out Mm -hmm. your life and not having social media take over your life. And as adults, we really have to protect that, you know, like that are are, exactly and and, and really tell ourselves, hey, like we shouldn't be on the phones 24 seven also Mm -hmm. because our kids are watching and, and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, they're doing everything we're doing. So I try to really balance it out and, 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 you know, have to like put my phone away completely sometimes and just be like, hey, I need to focus on this task and I need to focus on you right now. And it's mm-hmm. hard these days because it's like it you and I are home for everything, literally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm always like, I got um, kids, I'm working on my phone. I'm actually checking my yeah. emails. And, mm-hmm. But they don't understand that. They're like, mommy's on her phone all day. Yeah, that's what my kids say too. And I'm like, dude, I am signing prescriptions. And they're like, on your yeah. phone? I'm like, yes. yes. <laughs> I have to yes. sign yes. these. Literally. I have to go out now. Yes. Everything is yes. on there. SubhanAllah. So um, tell us a little bit about your family background. Um, I don't think a lot of your followers know. I know certainly we're not familiar. So tell us about that and then get right into your content creation origin story, if you will. Yeah. So I, my parents are um, from Yemen. Both of them are from Yemen. And so they both came here. They immigrated to the U.S. My mom came here when she was 15 and my dad was, I think, 20. And so my mom was, my, my mom was living in California and then she moved to Michigan and then my dad was in New York and, you know, they found each other and got married and, um, and now they reside in Michigan. So, um, yeah, I lived, I, I lived in New York. I was born in New York, lived in Michigan 
And um, we just had a very different upbringing. It was very, it was very much more a cultural upbringing than a religious one, um, I think. And it was hard for me to kind of navigate those years of figuring out, you know, my faith and like figuring out just where I'm at in my life. So that's kind of what I was saying about, you know, kind of I'm kind of relearning my faith as a, as an adult. I love that. Um, and I am the first college graduate of my siblings. Mm, my mom, Mashallah, um, has nine kids. So she, yes, I come from a very big family and I'm the only one in Texas. All my siblings live in Michigan. So just like Zaiba, you were talking about, it's very lonely over here in mm-hmm. Dallas too. So I rely hev- heavily on my community um, yeah. to kind of get, get through these, you know, years of, you know, not having uh, family around me. Family. Um, but yeah, so then uh, I think, you know, like I said, being a young mom and was kind of my inspiration. I didn't have a lot of friends at 21 that were pregnant. Mm -hmm. And I remember going to my, my local masjid and I remember, you know, talking to girls and trying to meet people and, and they were all talking about like their plans and their college plans and, and their traveling plans. And I was pregnant with child. So I truly did not have anyone to relate to during that time. It was very difficult. It was very hard to make friends my age, at least. I had mm-hmm. to try to make friends with with um, older people, which was great. I did do that. And I used social media as my outlet as a new mom, as a young mom to try to, you know, relate to other moms going through what I was going through. So it kind of started with that and just sharing like, purchases that I bought, things that have helped me as a mother, bottles that I use. It really just started with that, things that I, things that helped me just throughout everything. So that was really the beginning of my journey. And then it just continued to progress. My kids got older and then there was different things, toddlerhood and then, you know, schools and academics. And I'm a not, you know, I'm a teacher. So then I would share my education tips, how I helped my kids learn how to read and, 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 and just everything. And now my reels, I share my recipes, I share my faith, I share videos of like hacks, cleaning, I mean, everything. It's just like, whatever I'm feeling that day, literally, you know, it's it's just what comes to my head. I'm like, oh, I want to film that. And it's just an idea pops in my head. And I'm like, oh, I want to film that. That would be cool. Mm. That's amazing. I feel I like love, I have I that too. That. I get the inspiration, but then I don't know how to do it. Or like I get distracted. <laughs> it's like, forget it. You have to, do it, you have to do it right away. That's, yeah. that's, the, that's the trick is that you can't, you have to stop everything you're doing and do yeah. it and, 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 and record it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, well, that's actually, uh, the, that's a great segue into my question because to your point, when you, when this is part of your um, your job, right? Or your career when you're saying, I kind of have to drop what I'm doing and add this in, otherwise I'm going to forget it. Like, let's just go through like a day in the life of, right? When you have two kids, when you're trying to, you know, you're working on a curriculum, you have another business and you're also a social media influencer that has to stop what they're doing to, for your creative, your creative mind to come through. How does one, how does that look to somebody like myself who I go on, I, I go on TikTok maybe about 20 minutes a day to watch cat videos. That's pretty <laughs> much about it. It's like the way I decompress. So how do you, for some, like explain it to somebody like myself that doesn't necessarily, you know, add social media to their day? Like, how do you fit it all in? Yeah. 
Um, I think monthly I go through kind of the goals. I set goals for myself every month and I like to sit down, whether it's like house goals, what I need to clean, what I need to organize, Mm -hmm. um, goals for my kids. And I always tell, this is something that I told my followers. I'm like, if you can go at the beginning of the month, like, you know, July 1st and sit down Mm -hmm. with a plain piece of paper and just jot down your goals, whether it's work goals, workout goals, health goals, fitness goals, and they don't have to be these extraordinary things, right? Mm-hmm. They could be very simple things like, you know what, this month I want to at least walk 10 days out of out of 30 days, right? Mm-hmm. They could be very simple because we have to make realistic goals that that we can accomplish. And I learned that the hard way with, you know, making these goals. Like I'm going to work out every single day. And then I don't even like, work out one happen. day. I'm going to make all <laughs> the organic baby food every Sunday. Right. For sure. And, 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 and taking shortcuts and, and doing all of these things. So I started doing that, like, like organization. I was like, I, I sat with my husband and my kids and I was like, you know what, this month, I think we need to tackle the garage. So let's just focus on that rather than trying to do yes. everything in this month. So doing, so that really helps. And then I'll go at the end of the month and I'll see what I accomplished and whatever isn't accomplished. I don't beat myself up for it. I just move it to the next month. I'm like, okay, we didn't get to that. Let's push it to this month because we had a very busy month. So that's really kind of like my kind of my organ my way to organize things. I do have a planner as well that I like to jot down, jot down things that I you know I love I love writing everything. I love checking everything off and I like lists. writing things. Lists. I love lists. Yes. <laughs> This month's episodes are sponsored by Amana Mutual Funds Trust. Find out more at amanafunds.com. That's A-M-A-N-A funds.com. Any comments or statements made in these episodes do not necessarily reflect those of Saturna Capital Corporation, Saturna Brokerage Services, formerly Investors National Corporation, or their affiliates. the balance of it all. But I think day to day, it really depends on my day. So I, I teach my zoom classes, I have a schedule where I teach Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then I also teach uh, Friday mornings and Sunday mornings. And then I have to talk with my Arabic and Quran teachers and see what they're up to how they're doing. And then I leave Mondays and Wednesdays mainly off. But then I also teach one English one class at my kids private school because (gasps) I still kind of, you know, I, that's where I, my full-time job was. So I do that. And it, that's twice a week. It's a high school um, English class. So I do that twice a week, 8.15 to 9.45. And then I get home and then I do my Zoom stuff after. And then I talk with my business partner because I have Chai Party & Co., which we started for fun. So that's a tea party business. And we just, honestly, I wouldn't even, it is a business, but honestly, I think we just did it for fun. We really, Mm -hmm. it was a creative outlet to sit there and plan and create and like buy inventory. And like, we don't take many bookings because we're so busy. So we will do it once a month um, here and there um, just for fun. I actually do it. I'll, I'll set up tea parties just for my friends for fun. And I honestly, I feel like, I feel like Where's that's our why invite? I started Make it. Sure no, invite, invite us. I'm, yes. I'm not far from sure. you right now. <laughs> Absolutely. You both are invited. Okay. So are you both in Dallas? No. I'm in DC. Okay. So whenever you're in Dallas, inshallah, I will invite you and we'll have it. So I, I feel like I yes. did it just to have tea parties with my friends. I <laughs> And let's get dressed. And they're all stored in the garage. So anytime like ready. And I'm obsessed with tea and my friend that we started it together. 
she's obsessed with like, uh, we're both obsessed with like home decor and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that's really fun. And then, um, and then it's just, I really think how I balance it all is I love everything I do. And that is really the biggest thing is that I, I have never gone into anything saying this makes a lot of money and I want to do it because of that. I always go into anything that I do. Like I am so, I'm having so much fun doing this. Inshallah, if it does provide an income, that would be amazing. And honestly, I'm very privileged. My husband works and, you know, this is more of like outlets for me that I like to do. But I feel like passion projects really lead to success. Um, Because when you're passionate about anything, I truly believe you can create that passion and make it into whatever you want. It could become as big as you dream of. So I think that's that's my biggest takeaway is that I enjoy everything. So it never feels like a burden. It never feels like a job. Even content creation, creating videos, it's it's so fun for me. I have a blast. Like I really, really do. Alhamdulillah. You can you, can, so you definitely grateful. can feel your your passion. And if you're passionate about something, you never work a day in your life. Yes. That's really the truly the 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 blessing of it. So I love that you're you're yes. doing what you're you're meant to do. Yeah. It just it makes me think about like the podcast, because Zeba, you've been saying that from the beginning. It's like we're yeah. not doing this to make money. Like we are doing this to help others, but also selfishly help ourselves by it. learning yeah, from other moms. Like, exactly. What the hell are we doing? Like, okay, let's Perfect. find other people who are asking the same questions and it is a passion project and you know you don't make any money off of it but you get all this really cool sound equipment and learn how to do audio really well and it's a blast you know it's so much fun so many people and connections that you never Mm -hmm. thought you would like the fact that I have I communicate with parents from like California and like meet kids from all across the U.S. I'm like I can't physically teach you in Texas, but here I am teaching a kid that lives in DC and a kid that lives in random, you know, and so it's really, really nice. I think the most stressful part about it is trying to balance time with my kids and balance motherhood. And I think being there for my kids. And I think that being able to run my business helps me do that a little bit more Mm -hmm. better because I get to, you know, say, okay, this set of time is when I'm going to work. And then I have all this other free time. And a lot of people don't get that opportunity, right? They have to work nine to five and they mm-hmm. have to get home and they're exhausted. And it's like a tug of war balance. And I've done that for nine years. I, I was never, I've worked as a teacher. I've always, ever since I've gotten married, I've always held pretty much a full-time job through babies, through postpartum, through everything. So, um, and it was hard. It was very, very difficult. And now to have kind of the flexibility of my schedule is just life-changing. You never want to go back. Oh my gosh, seriously. I thought like once my kids started school, like I would work full-time and it just never has happened. Like now I'm jumping into teenagehood and I know I'm never going to work full-time because now they're actually fun to hang out with. Aside from the grumpiness. I have to interrupt all of you ladies right now because (laughs) the reality is you guys are all working full time. We're working 24 hours a day, seven days a week, whether you're on the outside of the home and the inside of the home moms, we bust our, you know what, every single day because we're Mm -hmm. day to day warriors for our children. So that's something I do want to relate to our audience. It doesn't matter. And, and having content that like you're providing Aisha or we're providing Ozma for our moms to know that, to embrace it so that they can have the courage to kind of pass it on to that next generation is why we're doing everything Mm -hmm. that we're doing on a daily basis. So never minimize ladies. 
I'm telling you right now, never minimize what you do because we carry the weight of, of the world on our shoulder on a day-to-day basis. So that is my TED I Talk love that. for today. Mm-hmm. That is my TED Talk for today. But you know, I, I do want to ask you, okay, so part of my hesitation for social media, and I've talked about this in the in the in, in the past, and honestly, I, I write about it from the perspective of the impacts of mental health on teenagers. So I'm just laying that out right now um, for you, Aisha, which is why I kind of avoid it. Um, because the reality of the situation is we, it, like you said, they're bite-sized pieces of information, sometimes misinformation, if people yes. are not doing what they need to do correctly. How do you handle the naysayers like myself, and I'm just being blunt about that, that are saying, okay, I get it. You know, you're, you know, you're there, it's a creative outlet for you, but it might not necessarily be something that's good for somebody else watching you live your best life, because they don't necessarily have all the privileges that you have, or you're, you're showing a portion of your life and not necessarily the behind the scenes. Does that right. make sense? Yeah. How, how do you handle that when somebody says, yeah, but are you honestly Aisha? Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. No, that's a great question. I think it comes with creating boundaries with your life. Like mm-hmm. I, the more followers that I've gained, I've actually kind of pulled back from sharing a yeah. lot of my private life. And one thing that I've kept, like before I was open to sharing like more of my marriage and more, Mm -hmm. and now I really pulled back from it because Mm -hmm. of exactly what you said. I feel like, you know, it's hard for me to, you know, post and be like, Hey, this is, this is what we're doing today. And this is, we're having such a great time and we have such a great marriage and, and everything is perfect without, you know, actually, you know, younger girls looking up to me or following me. And, you know, only seeing that one side, right? Because with motherhood, it's so easy for me to talk about the negatives. I'm the first one that will say, today was a really hard day. And if you're having a hard day, you know, I'm with you, you know, and that's been really easy to to share the good and the bad with with parenthood. But when it comes to like my family life or Mm -hmm. my marriage, I really try to keep that private because I don't think that social media is truly the place for younger, more impressionable people mm-hmm. to have that thrown in their face constantly when they're still mm-hmm. tri- trying to figure out who they are and they're mm-hmm. still trying to figure out everything. So it is a huge responsibility because we as adults, we're able to put restrictions and limitations yeah. on how many hours a day we're on social media. I could, you know, because I have, first of all, the intellectually and I'm, I'm you know, m- more, I'm just, I have, I can, I can have more self control, right? Because I'm Mm -hmm. older, I'm in my 30s. So, so whereas an 18 year old me had no, no No boundaries, no self control. And so I do think about that a lot. And and of that responsibility. And what I can say is that if you can encourage your children to not even have an account for a while, Mm -hmm. if they can stay away from it. One thing that I saw on a TV show, it was uh, a mom that had told her son, if you wait until you're 18 to um, download social media, um, you know, I will give you $2,500 to put in your, you know, savings or something like that. And so he was younger and he was like, oh yeah, sure. I don't care about social media. And so he said when he got to high school, he noticed that all of his friends were downloading Mm -hmm. social media. He's like, it was really hard, but I wanted to keep, keep that, you know, keep that, you know, promise to myself. 
And so then all of a sudden, um, he kept his promise and he waited. And I'm sure that saved him so much, so much like just hardships that, you know, teenagers go through. So I actually told my kids, this. I told Zade because he's a little bit, my son, um, I told him, I was like, hey, I'm like, um, if you can stay off social media till you're 18. And he's like, yeah, he's like, I don't care. He's like, yeah. you know, they but don't right even now, understand that for a while. Right yeah. now they don't exactly. He's like, yeah. okay with that. So I was like, we'll see where. So if you can encourage your kids and keep them busy and try to just give them opportunities to keep them occupied doing other things and really kind of shelter them from social media for as long as you can, I would highly recommend it. There is so much, like you said, misinformation. There's so many things that we truly don't want our children to be seeing or just, you know, and, and, and it's a lot of pressure. So if you can, if you can do that, you, you know, try your best, but if not, I know there's a lot of parents that no matter what, they're going to be exposed to that stuff. Um, just try to encourage them to follow people that will make them feel good about themselves yes. and to encourage them. That. Hey, if this person's not making you feel good, unfollow them. It's okay. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I had that conversation, that exact that. conversation with my daughter the other day. I was like, if anything or anyone ever makes you feel uncomfortable, feel free to let them know and then walk away, you know? Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, they have to say sorry to me for making me feel uncomfortable. I was like, well, that's going to be a little bit harder to do, but you can ask them to apologize. It's likely that they won't, but then, you know, feel free to walk away. And it can be us. It can be your mom and dad. Mm-hmm. And you can wa- let us know that we're making you uncomfortable. We will certainly apologize and remediate, but you can also walk away. Um, so I really appreciate that. And definitely the whole not letting your kids have social media, like that sings to me because my kids um, have phones that don't have any service and they are have been told not to have any social media accounts. But I know that both of them, my older two, do have TikTok accounts. I don't know how you could open them if you don't have service on your phone, but they do because they like to watch the stupid videos. You know, the people doing stupid things and like pranking and then they try to prank me and I'm like, okay, I've watched Home Alone too many times for you to prank me, but that's okay. (laughs) You know, they try to do us like, I'm not opening the door. (laughs) Another thing, Uzma, is if you do see your kids are on social media, watch, watch the videos with them. That's what I do. Yeah, with my son. that's what we do. So they I'll make me on, watch them. I don't yeah, have a cat videos. So, so I'm like, mom, mom, look like, at this. <laughs> right. So my kids are obsessed with cats, Zeba. So yeah, we that's watch cat, so many cat videos. <laughs> and that's, that's all, all we they want to do is <laughs> watch cat videos awesome. with me. So I actually yeah. will sit in my bed and like, hey guys, let's watch these uh, funny videos. And so that will be kind of a way to even bond if they are prone yeah. to yes. watching TikTok videos. Be like, let's watch it together. Let's laugh together. Yeah. And then that way, if there's something inappropriate that does come up, you're able to You can talk it, about it. And you can talk about it or swipe through and say, hey, let's not watch that. So I think that oh, could yeah. be another, another way to kind of, you know, I don't know. It's hard. It's really hard. It is. It is. But what you're saying is beautiful. Like- You know, I initially was like, all of it is bad. Every single piece of it is bad. But actually, some of those stupid videos are pretty funny. So then I was like, okay, this is funny. And then with my younger one, you know, he doesn't have access to the TikToks and the Instagrams. He's um, seven. So he's he watches YouTube videos and the TV's in my room. So it's like YouTube videos of soccer, like anything soccer. 
And so I sit down and I watch with him and we go over these like old games, new games, whatever it is. And then he comes here to Eid this year. And it turns out the kid is like a freaking soccer encyclopedia. And like everybody in the family is like asking him these questions and he knows the players, he knows the teams, he knows whether they're married, how many kids they have. And like they're fact checking him and he's right. I'm like, they're like, how does he know this? And I was like, I have no idea. Oh, wait, he watches YouTube videos. And I watch them too, but I don't know any of the stuff that he does. But, you know, it was a way for me to like, you know, connect with him. And it's like, if this is what he's watching, okay, fine. At least it's not the baby shark videos that I had to watch with my other kids and the bubble guppies and all of that. So I'm like, whew, you know, escape that one. (laughs) So we talked about why um, kids shouldn't be on and how to um, not create content that could damage our kids and, you know, how to avoid Mm -hmm. all of that. But tell us why your content in particular. I think you've already kind of touched on this with your origin story, but tell us why your current content is important for Muslim mom consumption. Yes. Um, well, um, I do believe that there is such thing as content overload and we're living in a time where it is, you know, we've never, I think two years ago, I don't think we've ever had an issue with like swiping and watching continuously watching. And if you've ever, you know, been on TikTok or, or reels or even YouTube now, um, you can keep swiping for hours and keep watching videos because it attracts attention and it's, it's interesting. And it, and it, it, so, so I do think that there's such a thing as content overload. And I talked about that and I, and I, and I genuinely told my followers, I was like, I never want you to come to my page and, um, yeah, or, or even like, (laughs) yes, or even like feel as if like, I'm only providing content to, um, only to get bigger or to get more famous Mm -hmm. or to do like these, you know, like these trends that, um, you know, kind of, you know, wouldn't be things that I would necessarily agree with or doing anyway and do it anyways, just because it attracts more attention because that's the reality. If you're doing all the trends, you, you will grow and people, you will attract attention. I want you to come to my page and find some type of value, whether it's about motherhood, whether, whether it's a recipe, whether it's a quote that I found that is so relatable and, and dear to my heart, whether it's something faith related that can keep you intact. This month I started the 10,000 steps challenge with my mm-hmm. followers. And so we're doing um, every day they're at the end of the day, they're sending me their pictures and there's people that are literally messaging me saying, I, I would not have ever been active or moved or even, you know, got up if it wasn't for this challenge. And there's some days oh. where I don't meet my 10,000 steps and I share it with them. Like yesterday, I'm like, guys, I failed today, but there's always tomorrow. And so let's just kind of do it together. So I want to create a community where women and, and most of my followers are women. I think it's like, 93% women. So Muslim women too. So I want mm. to create a safe space where they can message me that they know that I will reply back and, and that we can have mm. conversations and dialogues about just things that we're all kind of going through. So um, it's really nice. And I've met so many amazing people. Like I think this past Ramadan, I've met so many people that came up to me and said, I follow you. And I'm like, this is so amazing. Cause I, I think it's just so beautiful to just meet people that you would not have ever Matt without kind of your social media. And I, and I really do try my best. I'm not perfect, but I really try my best to really provide content that can be helpful or just is is something meaningful to me at least. Um, And if I fail, I do reevaluate myself and say, Hey, I don't think 
that's something I would want to post. Maybe, you know, maybe take it back a little or, you know, I, I self evaluate myself every now and then and I just renew my intentions and really hope <laughs> that inshallah, whatever I provide can be helpful to one person. If it's helpful for one person, I'll, I'm so grateful. Yes. Alhamdulillah. That's that, awesome. That's pretty much our motto. And, you know, I'm, I'm hearing about all these recipes you're doing. You know, we're doing a Momming While Muslim cookbook and we're going to we're going to be tapping into you yes. for one of those recipes, especially if it's a Yemenese recipe. Yemeni recipes. We yes. in. We are that's in awesome. and I'm hungry just thinking about it. So if you if you haven't before, Aisha, we do this quick like rapid fire where Usman and I essentially tag team and essentially question you like you're at the police station. But with, you know, a little bit lighter. It's not like that. Um, no, no, it's not like that at all. So just, just know it's going to be coming up. But we're, we're going to be doing a rapid fire. And you, the, the, I was going to set a timer for, ni- you want to do a minute? Osman? We're doing 90 seconds. And 90 seconds now because yeah. it's the ba- it's back and forth. And you kind of have to let us know what's the first first answer on the top of your head, just so that your listeners and our listeners can get to know you a little bit more on an intimate level. So I'll start because I always start with this question is, what is the book you're currently reading or you would recommend somebody to read? Um, I'm currently reading The Purification of Our Heart. Or I think oh, it's Of My Heart. Yeah, of the heart. So I'm currently reading that. I started reading it like a month ago and I took a break and now I'm back at it. That sounds good. Perfect. I love it. Um, If you could pick any name for yourself, what would it be? Other than my name? Other than your name. Other than your name. Can't be your name. And I love that you love your name. Exactly. I love my name too. I have a hard time with this question. Like, What's wrong with my name? (laughs) I know. Maybe Senna. That's my daughter's name. Oh, I I love that. Very nice. So it sounds like, you know, you've had multiple jobs throughout your life and it sounded like you started early as well. But what was the first job that you can remember um, that you were like the most excited about? Um, It was teaching for sure. Mm -hmm. Education. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. If you could become an uh, instantly become an expert in anything, what would it be and why? Um, It would be... Man, tea. Tea? Creating oh, I love that. Tea. Creating tea, like a custom tea, blend. I love tea. Yes, because mm. I love tea. Me and my husband both love tea. We compete on how to, like, making Yemeni tea, which one tastes better oh with our God. friends. So I love tea. Wow. I, lo- I love tea too, girl. So I'm going to need that recipe as well. So this is, the, this is the last question. What was, what is your most used emoji? Oh man, it's the little crying emoji that's like tearing up because I'm always like so emotional about everything. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I love that. I'm always like, this is so cute. And it's like, it's just emotionally crying. So, yeah. yeah. Ours is either happy oh, tears or the that. sad crying tears. It's, it's like, like why are tears so much a part of our lives? <laughs> We're so yeah, dehydrated. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on. We thank so appreciate you. this. And I feel like, you know, I think that honestly Aisha is true to the name because it doesn't feel intimidating to be, you know, to follow you. It doesn't feel like we have to up-level anything. It's like, it's real. And I think you're doing it right. And we really, really appreciate it. And we hope we do the same thing for our audiences by talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly, because all of it essentially, you know, has already been written for us. So whatever we're experiencing, like Allah is giving it to us for a reason. It's because we can handle it 
maybe we're not going to figure out the reason or wonder what it is forever, but it's okay. You know, eventually the wisdom will come. Like you said, ours came a little bit later. Like there's a season for everything. This is the season for our podcast. This is the season of influencers right now this month. And we're so glad that you were one of them. And we would love to have you back anytime. Absolutely. Thank you so much. You two are truly amazing. Mashallah. And oh, like, exactly. if you guys are ever in Dallas, please, please let me know. I would love to meet you in person. Dallas is the place to be. <laughs> yeah, I know. Dallas is the for place sure. to be. I feel like I, I might've even, it's so funny because I'm looking for a chai for my son's graduation that we're having. Oh. And I feel like I accidentally, um, I don't know anything. So someone's like, go on Instagram and reach out. And she found I think I might have even, even reached out to you. <laughs> I did. And they were like, oh, we don't service that area. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. So, so funny. <laughs> you, you, need, you, need to come my, you need to come my way. I at know. Some point. You need to host your DMV is what you need to do. Yeah. I, yes. That's what we need to do. We'll have you guys come out. But I, mean, I never follow anybody, but I'm following you right now because it was such a pleasure. And inshallah, um, whatever, you know, whatever's meant to be for you happens. And we love that we were part of your journey here today. Thank you so much. It means that means so much to me. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Thanks again for joining Zeba and Uzma Momming While Muslim today. Please email us your thoughts or questions and follow us on Facebook and Instagram because this podcast was designed to cater your needs. Make sure you check out the show notes to find the links and resources for this episode. And remember to help a mama out and leave a review of the show as well as to like it on your podcast app of choice because that helps us grow. Tune in next week for another episode of Mommy While Muslim. Assalamu alaikum, everyone.